Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Agents of Revival podcast. I'm so glad you got to join me today. We are actually starting a new series today. Yay! Woohoo! And today's series, y'all, we, we just gonna get into it. And, and it's the title speaks of it itself. So when I tell y'all what this new series is called, you know it's about to get real. Okay, we bossed the Godia. Today's message series is called Messy Miracles. <laughs> yes, baby. Messy Miracles. And part one today is, is titled, Am I Ready for What I'm Asking For? Am I really ready for what I'm asking God for? Many of you out there are like me where you have prayed to God about some things and you're asking and petitioning the Father about some things that you want in your life, whether it be a new car, a new house, a new friendship, a new relationship, um, to lose weight, to travel somewhere, job promotion, business opportunity, new contracts coming in, uh, if you own your own business, whatever, whatever it is, you, we've all prayed about something, a new child, a, a wayward child, as they say in the church, you know, somebody that went astray in the faith, whatever, somebody to be saved, whatever you're praying to God for. But the question is, is, are you really ready for what you're asking him for? You got to think about that. Cause I think most times when we go to God and we start praying to God about something, we don't really think about, are we really ready for it? And are we ready to become who we need to be in order to get it, receive it and sustain it? And a lot of times people don't think that far away. You just think like, well, I want it. I want it now. And so that's it. But if you're not really ready for it, you're not ready to become who you need to be in order to get it, in order to attain it or achieve it, then you're not really ready. But before I continue on, we're going to say our quick prayer and then we're going to get into this because I have a scripture that talks about this. And I'm telling y'all, when I was preparing for this message, I was trying to figure out like, well, what scripture can go with this guy? Because, you know, this is a little bit messy. And man, oh man, baby, he gave me the scripture for y'all. So y'all just going to hold on. We're going to get into it. I'm going to say a prayer real quick. And then boom, we're going to go. Spirit of the living God, thank you so much for this opportunity to share a word from you that you have given me for my brothers and my sisters. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. May you get the glory from this moment, God. May I be decreased in this moment so that you may be increased, Heavenly Father, so that your people who are called by your name will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, Heavenly Father. Continue to guide us every step of the way, being the light into our feet and a lamp into our path, our path. Excuse me, God. Anything in us is not like you. God, just burn it out of us, prune it out, refine us so that we may be pure, purer than gold so that we may be exactly what the potter always initiated, always initially wanted in the clay. May we become everything you ever created us to be. Father God, in this moment, if there's anybody who has fears, nerves, or anxieties about something that you are calling them to do, something that will 
uh, will strengthen them and encourage them, but also force them out of their comfort zone. God, I, I ask that you break the bondage and the barrier in the name of Jesus, that whatever is blocking them from their destiny will be removed. In Jesus' name, take the scales from their eyes so they are able to see where you are taking them and to understand that you that began the good work and them will be faithful to complete it. They do not have to worry about how it's going to work out. They don't have to worry about the funding if they don't have it right now. They have to trust and listen into you, Holy Spirit, if you're telling them to go, go where you send them. God, this is my prayer that they will be willing to take a stand and move in the direction that you have allowed for them to go into. Get the glory, Lord, from this moment. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, so let's get into this word. Today, before I even continue on with anything else, I want to read this word to you guys first. Um, it is Matthew chapter 19, and we're starting at the 16th verse. And we're going to read it until the end. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's Matthew chapter 19, starting at the 16th verse. And y'all going to give me a minute because I need some water. Mm. Woo, thank God for refreshments. <laughs> All right, so Matthew 19, starting at the 16th verse. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It's most of the translation that I read of anyway. And the title of this is called The Rich Man. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? I'm going to read that again. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher. What good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? The man asked. And Jesus replied, I'm glad you asked me. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I will obey all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus responded, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Ooh, y'all, but when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world could be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, man, we've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Jesus replied, slow your roll, Peter. I assure you that when the world is made new and the son of man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake 
will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. That was the reading from Matthew 19 verses 16 through 30 y'all. Okay, so I had to read this text first because I wanted to help you understand the series part one that we are in of Messy Miracles. Am I ready? Am I really ready for what I'm asking for? And as you see with the rich man, oh, he wanted to be saved. He wanted to be set free. He wanted to be an eternal life. Like he wanted all these things. And so it, it sounded good. And so he realized, wait a minute, now there's a cost. And he didn't, as we talked about before in Luke uh, chapter 16, he didn't count the cost, either Luke 14 or 16, one of them. He didn't count the cost of discipleship. He didn't count the cost of what it was really going to take. And so I wanted to teach on this message because a lot of people, as I started to say earlier, you're out here praying for things from God, but you're not really ready to receive it because not because you don't necessarily um, want, want it or, or believe it, but you're not really ready for what you're asking for because you're not ready to sacrifice for it. Ooh, that's big right there. So many people, even for my entrepreneurs, you want to start your own business, but you don't want to sacrifice the old job that you got because it's comfortable. It's cushiony. You've gotten comfortable to the, the pay, the steady paycheck every, every week, every two weeks. And so you're like, wait a minute. I, I got to sacrifice that to go after my own business. Yes. Yes. There comes a time where God will say, now it's time to leave that. And go fully into what I've called you to. But so many people, how many of y'all know people that want to start businesses and never got it off the ground because they were waiting for the day to come where they thought they would have enough money. You would never feel like you have enough money. I told you guys before, I, I listened to an interview with Bishop T.D. Jakes, a mega church owner and, and business owner. Um, and one of the things that he said was, I never had enough money to start anything. But I was just obedient to start it. And as I moved towards where God was leading me and pushing me to, then everything I needed came at the time I needed it. But I never had enough money to start. So you you want something, but you feel like you have to have all these ducks in a row, so to speak, before you get it. And God is saying, no, just start. How bad do you want it? I talked about that before on the podcast. How bad do you want it? Are you really ready for what you're praying for, what you're asking for? You know, um, I'll give a, another example. You know, I've talked to since I started uh, this business, this ministry that, that God has given me. Um, since I started this vision, I remember when I first started, I had certain people in my life that were going to partner with me to do this. And every time I've ever started an entrepreneurial endeavor, there was always people around that said that they wanted to join in with me and to partner with me. And then we would have meetings and everything. And then lo and behold, because here I am years later, they're not part of my life anymore. Why? Because they really didn't want it. They liked the idea of it. And they probably thought about, ooh, the benefits they can get from it in terms of finances. But they didn't realize, wait a minute, I got to sacrifice some things to get it. Yes, you do. <laughs> Anything worth having is worth working for. You've got to sacrifice for it. And so many people, you want things, but you're not really ready to sacrifice for it. 
And so that's like with this, with this uh, story with the rich man, he wanted salvation. He wanted to be, uh, you know, have eternal life. And so he was like, Ooh, this is, this sounds good with Jesus teaching. I want this. But then soon as Jesus said, well, if you want to be perfect, if you, you said you do all these other things, that's great. But if you really, really want to truly be my disciple, and we talked about it before in Luke 14, um, you know, maybe I'll read that for you real quick, uh, but I'll finish my statement. You know, we talked about um, if you really, really want it, then you have to, by chance, like hate everything else. You have to be willing to count the cost of discipleship, be willing to do necessary work, the sacrifice, wherever God's telling you to sacrifice. And that's why Peter was like, well, wait a minute now. We've sacrificed everything. Well, what about us? What do we get? And Jesus responds and tells him, like, you'll, you'll get that and then some. Like, your your sacrifice is worth it. But but woe is to the person, the rich person who has so many possessions and is too afraid to get rid of it. And that just doesn't just, doesn't just mean finances. That could also mean some of you have so much baggage. You got so much pain from your past that you can't even move forward to what God has in store for you. Because every time he tries to bring you what you're praying for, what you've been crying out for, what you've been wondering why God hasn't given you the opportunity for, every time he brings it your way, you shut it down. How many of you out there, women or men, had a good man or a good woman come to your life and you messed it up? You dropped the ball. And now that person is moving with their life. And somebody else has picked up what you dropped and, and has cherished it. But you pray for a good man. You pray for a good woman. But you get it and you drop the ball. Why? Because you really weren't ready for it. And you didn't do the work necessary to not only achieve it, but sustain it, but to maintain it. And then also, you weren't willing to sacrifice. Anything that's good requires sacrifice. Because anything that's good comes from the Father. So you're not going to be able to stay the same way if you really want what he has for you. If you know you want, as I said, my relationships, a good woman or a good man, you got to sacrifice, sacrifice, excuse me, some, some parts of you that's not like God. You want a good man, but you talk to him like trash. Come on, ladies. I've heard it. You treat him like trash. You disrespect him. You don't value him. Why would God send you another good man when you trash the one he sent you? Fellas, before y'all pipe up and be like, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Right, right, she right. Hold on, Shelly, because what about you? You've been praying for a good woman, a good, godly Christian woman. God sent you one to test if that's really what you wanted, and you wanted to keep playing games on the streets. She was requesting too much of you to step up to the plate, and so you dropped the ball. You weren't willing to, as, as culture says, man up, but I think it's more of a spiritual adulthood mature you weren't ready to mature to be the person needed to lead that woman closer to jesus she asked you to go to church you like mm, wait a minute now shorty i don't mm -mm. but you're supposed to, to be the head of the household as christ the head of the church and you can't go to church with her then how is god speaking to you how is god praying for you how how is is god guiding you it's a voice guiding you but it ain't god and I'm not necessarily, excuse me, saying that you have to be uh, in the church building per se, because I stream services online all the time. But if you aren't even willing to do that, come on, Shelly, you aren't willing to pray, to read your Bible, 
to spend time in meditation with the father so that you can hear direction and insight so that you can be able to guide your relationship efficiently with a clear vision. You're not ready. Stop praying for things that you know you're not ready to step up for. Let's just, let's call a spade a spade. Stop praying and wanting and pleading the blood of Jesus over things that you know you are not really ready to maintain, to sustain, to mature to the level needed in order to become the person that has to carry that mantle. If you're not ready, be honest with yourself to say, you know what? I'm not ready. I know this is something I want. God, I feel you've been putting it in my heart to desire it. But can you help me become that person that I need to be in order to sustain it? Because otherwise you're going to drop the ball. And you don't want to do that. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to those around you that were there sent to help carry it or sent to be a part of your life in terms of a relationship. Work on you first. Get to the point you need to be at first so that you really are ready. Because like I said with this with this man, you come up to the plate and then when you're presented with what you have to do to sacrifice to get it and you walk away because it's, it's too much. But then you you weren't really ready for it. You thought it was cute because your other people say it. But you weren't really ready to sacrifice for it. Anything worth having is worth working for. I talk about Luke 14, the cost of discipleship. <clears throat> A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else. Your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin. I'm going to say that again. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money and then everyone would laugh at you. Verse 30, they would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or what king will go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him. And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand what the spirit of the Lord is saying. You have to be really ready for it. Don't just say you're ready if you're not ready. And so, like I said, you know, I've had many encounters, not just with business partners or, or potential um, or potential uh, staff or team that was going to come and help me carry what God has placed on, on me, this mantle he's placed on me to carry. But I've also had even relationships. <clears throat> even recently I told you guys I'm single but you know God has released me in this season to start dating again and I've encountered which many of you that are single probably encountered it's it's a lot of duds out there <laughs> okay <laughs> and I have encountered many men who say that they're Christians say they want salvation say that they want all these things say they want a good godly Christian woman but yet are either complaining about where I'm at in my Christian faith or walk or what they would say standards, or realize I'm not what they're looking for because, again, where I'm at in my faith walk. 
And so, just real quick, when we talk about standards, I'm not talking about uh, superficial standards of you got to be tall, dark, and handsome, anything like that. I'm talking about you got to be consecrated to the Father. I need you to be in your Bible as much as I'm in my Bible. Or at least be partially in your Bible. Like, could you at least pick it up and read it just once that day? And then do it again tomorrow and onward and onward? Now, for me... I told you guys before, I study and meditate on it day and night. And a lot of times, even in between, in the afternoons, you'll see me reading my Bible. But, you know, I, I don't even have that, like, you know, uh, standard, if you will, for the man that I'm supposed to be with. Could you just at least read the Bible? You know, can you pray? A lot of Christians out here don't pray or don't know how to pray besides blessing their food. <laughs> you know, could you, do you hear from the Holy Spirit? No, what's that? Oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> How are you supposed to lead me and you can't even hear the voice of God? That's what the Holy Spirit is. He's our advocate. He's our helper. And if you can't hear from him, but you think you're going to lead me? Nah, bruh, nah. Go have several seats. And so I've had to dismiss several men because it's like we we not want to say wavelength. You don't want the same things I want. I get when I first talked to you, said, oh, yeah, I want a godly Christian woman, this and the other. But yet here I am. And you like, oh, it's too much. You're intimidated. And that's quite okay because your rejection is God's protection. So thank you for recognizing that we just don't click and for fading out of my life. Some ghosted me and some just had a conversation to be like, listen, we just not on the same wavelength. And that you are absolutely right. I saw it too. I agree. I'm glad you saw it. Let's part ways. God bless you. I hope you find what you're looking for. Deuces. Okay. You know, you don't have to be just really quickly for my singles out there. You don't got to be nasty to somebody who don't want you. Bless them. Pray for those who persecute you is what God says. Pray for your enemies. And it's not saying that they may be your enemies, but it's just also saying that they may not be for you. And that's fine. Bless them to go find who they need to be with. And thank God for that closed door. Because the closed door was God's protection. There was something in that person's heart that you could not see that God saw. And God said, I got to shake this thing up because you ready to get comfortable with something or with somebody that I didn't have in store for you. It got to get messy in order for you to get to the miracle for the breakthrough. And so we're going to talk about that in this Messy Miracle series as well of how do you go from the messiness and doing the work in order to get to the breakthrough. But you got to be willing to get messy first. And so many people, that's why I'm so glad God had me start with this message because I actually was going to start with something else. But I told you guys before, like the scripture says in Proverbs, you know, I can make my plans, Proverbs 16, but the Lord determines my steps. So I made my plan, but the Lord was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's nice. I'm glad you have it outlined, but I'm going to rearrange that. Okay. I'm going to shake that up because I know the, the direction that I have in store. I know the plans for you. I know what, what my people need to hear the time they need to hear it. And so it's, it's going the way he wants it to go. So today's message, um, got shifted at the last minute. And that's what we're talking about. Am I ready for what I'm asking for? Are you really ready for that? That thing you've been praying for, that that house you've been wanting, that relationship you've been wanting, that child you've been wanting to adopt 
or give birth to? Are you really ready to um, take on the mantle that that need that the elevation brings and requires? Are you really ready to become that pastor, that that lead pastor, or that minister? Are you really ready to be that business owner? Are you really ready for the spotlight that you're craving for? Whether you are a singer or a rapper or a dancer or an actor, whatever it is, are you really ready for what you're praying for? Because if you're not really ready, then work on getting ready. I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying quit. I don't want you to quit, but work on getting ready. Prepare yourself to become what you really want. So shift your prayers that of God, send it to me. God, help me become, train me, teach me like a child in the ways that I need to adopt like Jesus in order to, in order to, um, carry the mantle that you have in store for me. Don't keep praying for something that you know you're not ready for. You're not ready to step up for. You know, because in the end, again, you'll drop the ball and you don't want that. When You know, I talked about yesterday of bamboo season. And and I broke that down about the bamboo shoot and what it takes to make sure that the bamboo, um, you know, it you, you have to be willing to work what's given to you first. And then what it takes, what it takes, excuse me, to grow that up. But are you really ready to put in the work? Because if you're not really ready to put in the work and then to understand that as it grows, it's going to grow fast. It's going to grow at an unusual acceleration. Then don't don't get the bamboo. Okay. <laughs> like, and I know, again, that's that's a, a natural, uh, practical advice, but, but a spiritual principle. Don't ask God for the vision, for the idea, for the goal. Don't even bother going after it. If you know you're not really ready for it to take off. Don't go after it yet. I thank God that he took the time to work and develop me to this point. Because had he told me even five years ago, honestly, y'all, that I was going to do a podcast. And actually, (laughs) I forgot that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. Five years ago, actually, I did talk about doing a podcast. But I was going to talk about doing it with a friend of mine who was going to be my business partner at the time. And it didn't work out. And, um, And honestly, I didn't think I was ready for it anyway. So it was beautiful that God closed that door that it didn't work out because I wasn't ready for it. That person wasn't ready for it. We just was talking about it of like, oh, this would be so cool if we do this. But we weren't really ready for it. We were just saying things, just talking. But God still took that seed that I spoke that there I said was something he placed in my heart to even speak anyway. And then said, I'm going to develop you so that you can become ready. So that when 2022 came, y'all, September 2022, I was ready. To do the podcast. He started stirring it on me slowly. Building me up. Same thing with you. You're praying for things. You're praying for breakthrough. You're praying for financial freedom. You're praying for debt um, release. You're praying for a new relationship. You're praying for more friends. You're praying to move somewhere. You're praying for uh, that platform opportunity. You're praying for stardom. You're praying for whatever it is you're praying for. But... If you're not ready yet to handle that mantle, then shift your prayer to God help me become who I need to be in order to produce it and in order to steward it well. Because God, I don't want to drop the ball. So help me, Lord, become who I need to be in order to receive it. Don't just keep going forward. And part of the becoming stage for some of you, if not all of you, will need to be to heal from something. 
There's something in your past that you have buried in the sand, that you have hidden in the closet like skeletons, that you don't want to come to light. And it, as I'm speaking it, that thing just popped up in your head. Yeah, that's the part right there that God's saying, I need you to heal from that. Because if you don't heal from it now and you think that whatever well, was just so long ago that I'm over that, what's going to happen is the level that you're praying for God to bring you on, that thing is going to come back up in some way. And if you have not healed at this stage, you will crumble at the next stage when that comes up. When something triggers you to remind you of that past experience that you never healed from. So do the work here. Do the work now. It's going to be messy. But it's so worth the mess. There's a miracle on the other side of the messiness. I know because I went through it. I had to go through the messiness. I had to go through the pain. I had to go through the storms. I had to go through my Job wilderness season where God worked and pruned and refined a lot of things out of me that I did not want to deal with. A lot of pain in my past that I just kept running away from and kept hiding from and kept, you know, trying to bury in the in the ground and hide the skeleton in the closet. And eventually the skeleton just popped out. The ground just shifted and I could it, like an earthquake and I couldn't hide it anymore. There was this big puddle, this big hole, gaping hole in my heart of all the areas in my heart that I kept neglecting that the past, the pain, the experiences that I just kept, the rejection, the hurt, the betrayals that I just kept on ignoring. It finally came to fruition during my Job wilderness, my grieving period where I said, OK, I've got to deal with this. I tried to shake it. I tried to ignore it. I tried to go on about my life. And God was like, no. And I believe now he's not going to do it for everybody. I believe he did it for me because I was going to need to be here at such a time as this to give you the word to show you that it's possible. God will always allow somebody to go ahead of you who's done the work to show you that it's possible. That they didn't crumble. They didn't die going through the pain, going through the mist and the trials and the, and the turmoils. That they were able to do it and overcome it. And if they did it, then God would do it for you too. But you got to have faith to believe for what you're really asking for. And then have faith to say, Lord, do the refining, the pruning work in me so that I could become and steward well what you're going to give me, what I'm praying for. Don't just be praying out willy-nilly if you ain't really ready for it. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so what you pray for, especially if it's in God's will, he'll say yes to it. And he'll release it to you in this season, in this time. But it's up to you whether that time is long or short. And it's up to you whether you like Jonah, where you go and go kicking and screaming. Where he got to take you through some term, some more turmoils and tests and trials. Like Jonah, go read the story of Jonah. I don't have time to explain it to you. But do he got to throw you overboard and put you in the belly of a, a large fish? And, and take you almost to death's door before you decide to say, okay, fine, Lord. I'll go in the direction you tell me to go. Or will you go willingly and say, Lord, do the refining work in me. Help me become what I need to become. Help me to produce whatever you tell me to produce help me to deal with the difficult areas that I don't want to deal with but but you know I need to deal with them so that I can sustain and steward the level I'm praying for the thing I'm praying for are you really ready for what you're praying for if not get ready do the work be accountable and intentional about doing the work to produce good fruit in your life and so I pray this message stirs your faith that it blessed you, that it gave you something to think about. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord our God be gracious to you, show you his favor and give you his shalom, give you his peace. Take care. Bye now.